Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in. How you doing? Appreciate you listening. It's the freaking weekend, baby. We got some good stuff to get to. Apologies for posting this on a Friday. We'll get to that, though, in just a second. Jonas Nordman, Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. Your number one home, your number one podcast network for professionals. Something like that. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Here's what I believe. Uh, I believe that I owe you a bit of an apology. Sorry that this is coming out on Friday. Had some stuff come up yesterday. Just the day sort of got away. Have other stuff happening that I needed to take care of. And, you know, I feel like most people listen to this on Fridays as it is. And on top of that, not no one really reached out. I was like, oh, my God, it's Thursday. Where's the show? I can't live my life. No, so no one, no one did that. So I wasn't too worked up about it either. And here we are. And I think it was actually worth it because some interesting things have come out since yesterday or over, over during this time. So let's get to it. If you want to get after me, if you want to say, no, I need my shows on Thursday. I'm on Twitter at Joe Nasty 90. I'm on the gram at Jonas N. 310 that's n as in nancy and am i on snapchat yes i am but no one really uses that anymore do they or do the kids do the youngsters still use snapchat regardless you can't have my snap but i do want to briefly get into some things i read about bill self's boot camp which just wrapped up actually the other day it was supposed to go through today supposed to go through friday but it didn't I'll get to that in just a second. Some injury woes. And then Bill Self and the team are doing things a little bit differently for exhibition season this year. And I'm going to tell you why I like it. On top of that, there might be a surprising sleeper out there that you didn't even realize. It's a team we've talked about. I'll I'll tell you who that is and whether I second that or not. And, of course, Big 12 previews are going to roll on through down south, down into the boonies. Yes, we're going to Lubbock, Texas. We're talking about Tech and the Red Raiders. So, guns up, but sheath them for the time being because we'll talk about them in, give or take, 15, 20 minutes. But let's start with Bill Self's booty. Sorry, misread that. Bill Self's boot camp. Yes, it's the annual tradition. It's a, I think it's what the technically the first week where these teams can practice and Bill Self uses it as sort of a barometer of your fitness, your toughness, your togetherness. And of course, there's always the famous picture at the end of boot camp with the guys and the team just looking swole. Famously, of course, the Morris twins, famously Mitch Lightfoot coming out of it looking real swole. 
And uh, I'm not going to break down swollenness today. But what I will do is say, did anyone notice that boot camp ended two days early? Yeah. It was supposed to go through today. It was supposed to end a couple hours ago at 8 a.m. Central today on Friday. But here's the quote from Bill Self, and I'll tell you why I'm even bringing this up. Quote, I decided the guys were doing such a good job and everybody was exactly where we hoped they'd be from a conditioning standpoint. I think that there was any reason we should go any longer, he said Wednesday morning. Now we can use the ball some the rest of the week. I read that and immediately my eyes did like a cartoon like, boing, boing, boing. what's happening here? Yeah, maybe this is reading too much into it. But I really want to focus on that last sentence. Now we can use the ball some of the rest of the week. So practice is just starting. Every other team that Bill Self has had would be running and throwing up through right now. But no, what they're going to do is even though practice, like actual practice, is starting up, I think, next week. Yeah, October 1st. Oh, sorry, that's late night in the fog. No, no. Practice is starting up next week leading up to late night in the fog. Bill Self still wants to cut short his famous boot camp that's all about the team camaraderie, and he wants to work on the court. He wants to actually get the ball out there and have these guys playing some actual basketball. So what that says to me is, because this is the first time I can remember this happening, I believe with the new transfers, with all the turnover of this roster, and Kansas, as a basketball team this year, has a few more returnees than I think most of the other t- teams out there in the, in the country. I mean, I think you've noticed it by now, right? We're going to talk about Texas Tech, but TCU, K-State. There's been huge turnover at these programs. And Kansas is certainly not much different. I don't have the roster in front of me, but just off the top of my head, Remy Martin, Zach Martin, no relation. When you see them, you'll know that's the case. Uh, Kyle Cuffey, Joseph Yasefu, Pettiford. Right, this is so many new guys. Yes, you're going to have your returnees in Christian Brown, David McCormack, Ochai Abaji, Jalen Wilson. Oh, sorry about that. I think an advertisement is playing in the background. But I think Bill Self is really looking to take the opportunity. And by the way, Remy Martin has a bit of a, an ankle knock, so he wasn't even doing the running during boot camp, but is expected to be practicing. But I think Bill Self feels that there's a lack of cohesion or he needs to take advantage of all the moments he can to build that cohesion. And because of that, I, I think, look, the team may be fit. They maybe had the opportunity to finally be together during the offseason as opposed to last year. They can run a little bit better. They're ready to go. I'm sure that's all true. But I think there's something to it. I really do. And I think there's all I think we're going to see this all across the country that we really may not be able to know who the best teams are December, right? November, December. Sure. I mean. For the most part, the same teams will stay at the top of the rankings, but there's going to be a lot of rising and falling because all of these teams with the new transfer rules 
are going to need time to gel. And I think Bill Self taking this opportunity every little moment that he can. He's, he's basically stealing moments here and there to get these guys to congeal. <laughs> so we'll see, right? Is it a big deal? Probably not. Am I reading too much into it? I'm going to say that's a hard maybe. Meanwhile, the team is also doing something else that I find very interesting. By the way, in the article, they're talking about there will be a full capacity crowd for late night in the fog. So if you feel safe enough, if you want to do it, get your tickets. To be honest, I have actually been in person to one late night in the fog, and I was uh, working it for our student broadcasting, our student radio station. It's it's kind of a boring experience. I don't know. <laughs> but it's fun. It's college basketball is back. Run DMC is going to be there. It's going to feel like it's the 80s. So might as well. But here's the thing. Here's, here's what caught my eye also in this article. So as we know, KU usually does what? The two exhibition games, right? Emporia State, Pittsburgh State, uh, Washburn, the other one that I can't remember right now. And this season, yes. Uh, did I say Fort Hayes? Yeah, Fort Hayes. KU is going to play on November 3rd, one day after my birthday. I have Venmo, so if you want to celebrate. <laughs> uh, they will play Emporia State on November 3rd. And instead of doing that second game against either Pitt State or Fort Hayes or Washburn, they're actually going to hold a closed-door scrimmage against another D1 school. They're going to take on Tulsa. They're going to travel to Tulsa against a closed-door scrimmage. It's reportedly going to be probably Saturday, October 30th. Get the guys back. Have a good Halloween, obviously. But this is all in preparation for the Champions Classic, right? And, yeah, it kind of stinks you don't get maybe the extra revenue from another exhibition game that you can sell out. Yeah, you don't really get those dunk fests. You don't get the same excitement amongst the fan base, although people are going to turn out regardless, right? But I love this. I think this is huge. And again, it's another moment to steal opportunities to get some competition and get these guys to come together as a group before what could be potentially a, a really great season. Tulsa is going to be solid, reportedly. And wouldn't you know it, the current head coach at Tulsa, Frank Haith. <laughs> Remember him? Former Mizzou coach. He was the coach of the 2012 Missouri Tigers that were really good. The final border war at the Fieldhouse, Thomas Robinson with the block. You remember. And then, of course, they went and lost to Norfolk State. So a little bit of a relationship there. In the quote, Bill Self says, Frank and I have a good relationship, so that's why it comes together. I like that they're traveling. I know all these players have done AAU, and the rest of them are seasoned vets. They know how to travel and then play a basketball game. But I still like the idea of a little adversity. I still like the idea of a team that should be better than its opponent having to be cooped up in a bus, traveling down to Tulsa, get off, and then play. Again, not a, co a competitive game, but they're going to want to win. Like these scrimmages are usually still full basketball games that they want to be victorious in. So I like it, and I think this is a really good move for this group. And with the way this transfer rule will obviously continue, 
and the way teams are probably going to turn over year after year. I think this might be the trend. Yeah, I think this might be the new norm for Kansas basketball. One exhibition, get the people lathered up in the field house. Have them have Kansas playing a team that doesn't have Kansas across its front. But then I think there's a good idea, and I think there's something to these road scrimmages. Keep it in Tulsa or keep it in the Midwest, right? Nothing crazy. Just get on a bus, a little adversity, and yeah, learn. All right. So, Believe in Jayhawks basketball show, Believe Podcast Network. I want to get to something something else that caught my eye. So just doing a little prep. I just want to see if there's anything out there that I may have missed. Not likely. Got my ear to the ground, you know. But ESPN did put out an article about the potential sleepers. Coaches identify men's college basketball top sleeper teams for the upcoming season. Care to take a guess as who they said for the Big 12? I'll give you a moment if you're driving. Say it out there. Put it into existence. If you're mowing the lawn, who do you think it's going to be? If you're rocking a child to sleep and listening on your AirPods, who do you think the sleeper team in the Big 12 may be? It's a team we've done a Big 12 preview for, if you can believe it. And yeah, multiple Big 12 coaches mentioned Kansas State as a potential sleeper team. Now, remember what I said. A lot of turnover, but the guys they're bringing back are what they're most excited for. And one thing was really hammered out by these Big 12 coaches. K-State's youth last year. So, this was the 12th youngest team in the nation last season. So, here, here's the quote from one Big 12 head coach. And I, another thing, I want to I point this out. Let's see, yeah. They were the youngest team in our league. Bruce Weber's teams are always strong defensively, and with continuity, he has proven he can build a winning team. Barry Brown, Dean Wade, and company took lumps as freshmen and eventually won a Big 12 championship. I point to this quote especially because if you've listened and watched Bill Self enough, I feel like you kind of know when it's a Bill Self quote, right? They were the youngest team in our league. I feel like he uses the term in our league a lot, right? I know that's coach talk, and that's classic terminology. It may have been Scott Drew, you weasel. I don't know. I feel like that's Bill Self, though. (laughs) That might really be reading this through crimson blue glasses as I hold up the goggles to my eyes. They were the youngest team in our league. You put a few but, but, but as in there, and yeah, that's, that's Bill Self. So they talk about K-State having won four or five to end the season, how they beat Oklahoma, how they have four of their top five scores back. You know all this. You listen to Big 12 previews. So, yeah. Was I wrong in saying that K-State is likely a bottom half of the Big 12 team? Now, a sleeper team doesn't mean they're going to win the league. I guess that means that them finishing fourth or fifth could make them a sleeper. But, you know, we'll see, right? These coaches certainly know more than I do. I found that fascinating that K-State was the team that popped up. Also, they mentioned Oklahoma State. 
We'll get to them in a few weeks, presumably, in the Big 12 previews. I don't know. As you know, I just think Mike Boynton just stinks as a coach. They had the number one pick in the in the NBA draft from their team last year, and they still weren't that great. So, yeah, we'll see about Oklahoma State. They do have Bryce Thompson. Remember him? Can't wait to see him shoot a lot of three-pointers down there in Stillwater. Anyways, moving on. Let's get to the Big 12 previews. Who do we have today? Well, I mentioned it. It's Texas Tech. Texas Tech probably been Kansas's most consistent competitor in the Big 12. Certainly the last three years, they made a national championship game in overtime a couple seasons ago. This has been a solid, well-oiled, gritty program that, of course, just lost their head coach. That's probably the biggest storyline for Texas Tech. I've talked about before on this program. I think Chris Beard is about as good as he gets in this league. I'm sounding like Bill Self. (laughs) Outside of Coach Bill Self. I think Texas Tech is a really hard job. He's a guy who appreciated it, had a relationship with Bobby Knight, right? And so he went to Texas Tech. And man, to take that program to overtime of a national championship game, like the football team, they went with the gimmicks, right? And they've had some competitive teams and they could have made, was it still the BCS with Michael Crabtree and Graham Harrell at the time? Like, so maybe they got a little screwed over by the BCS, but they were gimmicky. And in football, if you're gimmicky, it can overcome a little bit here and there. And they're still in Texas, so they're still getting recruits. And basketball is just like, I know that the talent efficiencies can be made up a little bit better in basketball. It's not the same as, you know, your offensive linemen are just flat out not as big as like Alabama's. But Texas Tech has been nothing in basketball, and he took them to a national championship game. So Chris Beard is out, and he leaves after, for them, is a pretty mediocre season. 18 and 11 overall, nine and eight, which was good for sixth in the Big 12. They scored 72 and a half points per game, tied for 158th in the nation, 35 rebounds per game, 217th, 13 assists per game, 207th in the nation. And they allowed 63.2 points per game defensively. That's a bit more Chris Beard like. That was really good. That was 23rd in the nation. First in conference, they were still really stellar defensively. So who took who takes over for Chris Beard? I think the story of Mark Adams, their new head coach, is more interesting than anything that's happening on their roster, to be honest. Here's his deal. He graduated from Texas Tech, so that's fun, right? An alumni coaching his alma mater. But he didn't play there. No. He played at South Plains College. Then he worked on the staff or like a a grad assistant at Texas Tech uh, as he was graduating. After that, of course, right, this this is a head coach at a Big 12 program. He probably was a true nomad coaching. While, yes, that is the case, what he did actually was then took time to own the Lubbock Cotton Kings hockey team. He stopped coaching 
to own a minor league and amateur, whatever it is, hockey team. Also, Lubbock Cotton Kings. Seems like a problematic team name. Anyways, he then moved to become head coach at Howard College. No, not that Howard, the historically black university. This is Howard College. It's a junior college in Texas. Although he did coach current NBA player for, he was on the Suns last year, right? Jay Crowder. I don't know where he is now. I think Jay Crowder's the, he's one of those guys who's on a different team every single year. And from there, he moved to be the director of basketball operations on, under Tubby Smith, came back to Texas Tech. That was at TTU. But that's not a coaching role. Yes, most teams will hire a director of basketball ops who has a basketball background, can still sit in there, break down film with you, can be sitting on the court, still give some insight to the players because he still has a basketball mind. But that's not technically a coaching role. Before he moved to Arkansas Little Rock, go Trojans, I believe, to assist under Chris Beard, where they ended up back at Texas Tech. His whole life has been destined, predetermined to be in Lubbock. What a fate. So here we go, right? He was the assistant under Chris Beard. He knows the system. He knows the players that are still there, which there's some. But does he still have that moxie? Does he still have that know-how? We're about to find out. This is a really fascinating story for a team not a lot of people are probably going to pay attention to for the most part. Likely tournament team, yes. But Chris Beard, hot name, up-and-comer, takes a huge job at University of Texas in conference, direct rival to the team he just left. And this super interesting Texas Tech through his blood coach takes over. Does he keep it going or does Texas Tech once again become the doormat of the Big 12? We're about to find out. And I can't wait to find out. Who's gone? Well, first and foremost, Mac McClung led the team in scoring at 15 and a half points per game. Electric, never saw a shot he didn't like, never saw a little bit of contact that he didn't feel like could be turned into a foul. He was signed as a non-drafted free agent, I believe, by the Lakers. I don't know if he made the team or even the G League, but best of luck, young man. Kyler Edwards is gone, 10.1 points per game with him, poof, as well as Micah Peavy. We just talked about him last week, right? Micah Peavy transferred to TCU, takes his basically six points per game with him. Who's coming back? They have two starters and a player in Terrence Shannon, name you probably recognize, coming back. Terrence Shannon was not a starter, but he was definitely a big contributor. Shannon, now a junior, average, let's call it 13 points per game. He is their top returning scorer. Kevin McCuller, the guard, 10 points per game last year. And Marcus Santos Silva, he's a bit of a brute. He's a senior. The forward averaged 8.3 points per game. He's also the leading rebounder and blocker of shots. Six rebounds per game, essentially one block per game. What is new? What isn't new? At least with this roster for Texas Tech. Come on down, Bryson Williams. He is one of eight transfers, nine new players, eight of them transfers. Bryson is a senior, 
came from UTEP, home of the Miners, averaged over 15 points per game and seven rebounds per game in two years for the Miners. So again, a guy who knows how to get it done, but welcome to the Big 12. Daniel Bacho. He's a freshman transfer. Must have redshirted last year at Arizona. So, all right, that should be interesting. He's likely to join Bryson Williams as well as Santos Silver in the front court. Those are probably your primary big men for Texas Tech this year. Let me know if you recognize this name. Kevin O'Banner, senior forward, transfer from anyone out there? Anyone out there? Oral Roberts. Yes, 18.7 points per game, 9.6 rebounds per game. He's a stretch forward. He can shoot the three. He's good. If you still aren't putting it together and why you recognize this and why I'm emphasizing Oral Roberts, remember, it was him and Max Asmus at Oral Roberts that were a 15 seed, right? And they beat number two Ohio State last year. They were excellent. That was a really fun team to watch. They were really good. That was a really bad matchup for Ohio State. And here's Kevin O'Banner now into the Big 12. A stretch forward, good player, really stood out in that tournament game throughout their whole run, actually. That is a weapon. It could be really difficult. So Kevin O'Banner. Then there's Davion Warren, a senior guard coming in from Hampton. I believe the Pirates. He scored 21.2 points per game. That was 13th in the nation on a points-per-game average. So, again, here's a guy who knows how to put that biscuit in that basket. Is it going to translate to the Big 12? Uh, Probably not. Different quality of defender, different quality of athlete. But if you know how to shoot, you know how to shoot. Malik, well, I believe it's Malik. Malik Wilson is the guy who scored double digits at Louisiana, Raging Cajuns. And none of the none of this matters because Texas Tech probably has the best named player in the league. Calling it third team of our Big 12 previews, I found it. He's a senior transfer. He's a guard from Winthrop. I don't even care how good he is or what he did at Winthrop. I'd like you to, to meet Adonis Arms. A-D-O-N-I-S, yes, built like an Adonis, ARMS, A-R-M-S. You're familiar with the spelling. This guy's name is literally perfect, strong arms, appendages. I haven't looked him up yet. I'm going to look him up right now while we're here on air. Adonis Arms. This guy isn't super cut. This is a real missed opportunity. All right, here we go. Clicking. Images. Adonis, oh no. Oh, he's got pretty good arms. Yeah, Adonis Arms has pretty good arms. The whole body, not he's no Mr. Olympia, that's for sure. But the arms aren't bad. He's got long arms, actually. All right, maybe he does have Adonis Arms. You better. <laughs> With a name like that? With a name like Adonis Arms? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. He hits the gym, for sure. All right, that should be really fun. If nothing else, just get him in the, in the game in here like Jay Billis makes some sort of wisecrack about that. <laughs> ah, where were we? Oh, yeah, Texas Tech. Look, 
I don't even know if it's worth making predictions for these teams right now. It's all about who's going to come together, who's going to fight through all these changes the best, right? Texas Tech does have some quality coming back. Terrence Shannon is a good player. Kevin O'Banner is a really good player. I was shocked when I saw that he made the transfer to Texas Tech. The defense should continue to be stellar. Again, 23rd in nation, first in conference. That's not going to drop off. It's a coach who still knows the system and shouldn't be that unfamiliar. So that's Texas Tech. Let me know your thoughts. At JoeNasty90 on Twitter, at JonasN310 on the gram. And uh, yeah, good episode. Really interesting stuff. Let me know what you think about what I was saying about the exhibition and that Bill Self may or may not, like, are they fit? Is the team fit? Yeah, but I think he wants to really get the team on the basketball court doing basketball stuff. Hope you have a great weekend. Again, sorry that it's Friday, not Thursday. Regardless, stay cool out there or stay warm, depending how it is for you. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Um, first day of fall is happening, right? All right. So um, go have a pumpkin spice latte. How cool is that? I'll talk with you soon. Take care and rock chalk.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.